Hey guys, real quick, I want to give a shout out to my newest Patreon member, Brandon. Brandon's a really good dude who knows what he needs to do. He just wanted someone that will hold him accountable. So we sat down, made some goals, and I am micromanaging his ass to make sure he follows through on those goals. If you need help with something like that, I can help. Join the Patreon today. And here's the show. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast, and here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. Uh, If you are watching on YouTube, please leave a a comment after you hit that like button and, and, and click that bell. Leave a comment. You know, just just drop a, a thumbs up emoji. I don't care, but the comments help boost us in the algorithms and so does the likes and all that stuff. So it helps us get in front of more men on YouTube, helps, uh, you know, build the channel up better. Uh, if you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review on, uh, on iTunes uh, uh, specifically because that's sort of where everyone bases the success of a podcast, uh, give us a five-star review there and actually take a few minutes to write out why you like the show. Um, it out helps boost us in the algorithms there as well. Also, uh, I say it uh, every week now, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. There's five tiers available. Uh, you know, it helps, uh, it helps the show more than, you know, more than any other sponsor that I've ever had. <laughs> Let me just let me just leave it at that. Like having having uh, patrons has has helped significantly uh, keep this show going. So check that out. All right, this week uh, a good friend of mine, my three percent brother, Jahan Mansingh, has returned to the podcast. Uh, we've been in the three percent man group for you know together for like the last two years or so. Might even be going on three years. No, two years. Two years is good. Yeah. Uh, he was one of my first guests. He's a really smart guy. You know, uh, he's got lots of really great life experience and uh, his stories are fascinating. He runs uh, uh, two different yoga studios, uh, Yoga XL and uh, I think it's called Ella, Ella Yoga. Um we talk about that a little bit in, in this episode. We talked about it in the last episode as well. And uh, we also talked about all the things that have happened since the last episode, because both the, both of us were still pretty early on in our 3% journeys back then. So we get an update on, on where he's at now versus uh, where he was at then. So it's a really great conversation. I will bring that to you right after these words. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Do you normally follow me on TikTok? I'm guessing you haven't seen me for a while. That's because I've been battling a crushing shadow ban. And I also have an account warning. As most of you know, I got banned over a year ago and it's been a struggle getting back to where I was. And these shadow bans aren't helping. To try to save this account, I've put my TikTok on private and I'm taking a break from TikTok until November. I've even deleted the app. If you wanna see my usual short form content, then please follow me on Instagram. The link is in the description. Again, follow me on Instagram. Also, so TikTok can't pull an Andrew Tate on me, I'm asking people to subscribe to my email list. If you do, I'll give you some cool stickers free of charge with postage paid. I'll put the link in the description for that too, but you could sign up at list.comeonmanpod.com. That's L-I-S-T dot comeonmanpod.com. Get some cool stickers and here's the show. All right, returning to the podcast is the founder of Yoga XL and Ella Yoga, my 3% brother, Jahan Man Singh. What's going on, brother? It's been a while. Hey, Paul, it's a pleasure to be back on your show. Big fan of all the progress and great work that you've done. Again, honored to be here. Amazing what you've accomplished. Thanks, man. You know, I'm just now noticing that because uh, I went back and, and watched our, our original interview, we both have better cameras now. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank you. I'm on the same camera, but I, I did buy a, like a nice tripod for the phone. Oh, okay. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. yeah I, I, uh, You've upgraded the, your whole studio, huh? I've upgraded uh, little, uh, little by little. I got you know better mic, got better camera. Um, it's all just a work in progress. Got a better light over here. So, and you said the main word. It's all progress. It's because happiness comes from progress, right? That's you right. Cannot be, you cannot be. Before we even continue, the one thing I want to share, man, in this last year, year and a half since we've spoken, and, and Benny and I talk about this a lot, you can't find Benny Lickenwater, dating coach, Ghostbusters. You cannot find inner happiness without progress. Mm-hmm. Sit on your ass and watch Game of Thrones from beginning to end for a month and see how happy you really feel. Because that escapism is real. It feels great, but you're inside, you're not happy. Yeah. But prog- progress is so incredible and so happy. And so, like, you have progress with your record, your audio video studio, right? So, it's the same thing in any avenue that us men decide to take and and one thing i like to reference is one show that had an influence on my life as a kid was saved by the bell oh yeah same here i used to want to be yeah i want to be zach morris man (laughs) right going back everyone wanted to be zach i wish i was i had when i was a kid i wish i was blonde blue blue eyes blonde hair you know white tall kid but in reality when you think about it now Zach wasn't always the strong, resolute one. No. There was one guy. There was one guy that he was always. He was a captain of the football team. He was a quarterback. He was in his workshop working on his hot rod cars, or he was in the gym, and he was the one that got every single girl on the show. And who was that? Because his name wasn't Screech. What, was it AC Slater? It was AC Slater, man. <laughs> he had his patch. He had his passions. He had his things. He didn't go chasing after the girls. You know, they'd have to come to the gym. They'd have to go to his car shop. Mm, and yeah. so I talk about I talk about that with my friends. You can't go. It's not in your. It's you know, Corey Wayne talks about it's not in your nature to go chase. It's because it's in your nature to go hunt. But you can't hunt the girl. You'll spook them. Mm-hmm. You got to go hunt. You got to go hunt your passion and your hobbies. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's an right? excellent point. Yeah. So you're a runner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Love running. Yeah. And so 
that 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 high you get from running it's self-created right like how, how much of a bonus is it you feel when you run versus when you don't run well how, how much better is your day and how much are you as a person i like uh i like when i'm done running <laughs> I like it the best. <laughs> the, the middle part, yeah, the middle part sucks. No, I, I don't. I don't mind the actual the action of running either. Uh, but w- what I have a struggle with is is making myself go run. You know, so I have to block off time on my calendar, and I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. going to run at this time, and I have to set aside at least an hour. Uh, and so all that that stuff and just figuring out where in my day that's going to fit is the hard part. But when I actually go out and run, I love it. I'm listening to audiobooks or podcasts or whatever, thinking about business, thinking about, you know, how to promote the podcast, you know, anything else, you know, anything. Um, yeah. You know, it's really, it's really interesting that runner's high that you get science is now finding out we're finding in psychology that in neuroscience, that there's a uh, a neurochemical called endocannabinoids. Are you oh, familiar with that? I've heard of cannabinoids, but no, what's endocannabinoids? Right. Okay. So, so I'm drinking a CBD coffee. Okay. Vanilla caramel CBD coffee, right? So it's an extract of marijuana. What science thought only existed in THC and marijuana plants, uh, cannabinoids. Now we're finding that the brain makes something very similar called an endocannabinoid, and it only comes, correct me if I'm wrong, I have to double check, only comes from two, two places. I think one of them is deep REM sleep, and the other is exercise. So that runner's high, yeah. they're, they're, it, you are secreting more than just endorphins, right? There's more than just a few ke- uh, neurochemicals that we thought were being created. And those endocannabinoids, along with the other uh, hormones that are secreted are collectively helping us become more calm, resolute, uh, easygoing, you know, very well-tempered, not so perturbed. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I'll, I can send you some more information on it. If people want to research endocannabinoids, I actually, I'm doing it Joe Rogan style and I have Google in front of me in case we can't, we came up on something that, that was interesting. I can send to your, um, into your uh, Facebook messenger, but yeah, but here it is. So an endocannabinoid system is a widespread neuromodulatory system that plays important roles in the central nervous system development, synaptic plasticity, and the response to, uh, I can't pronounce this word, I'm not gonna mess it up, environmental insults. So it's a biological system that we're barely finding out about, and it is incredible for what it does while exercising and thus, that's why I'm a big um, I'm a big advocate. If you can, it's not always possible to really exercise first thing in the morning. Oh yeah, I, but I, not I, but not I, everyone can do that. Yeah, I mean I mean I could I could. Let's be honest. Most of us could if we wanted to get our our lazy asses up. I am not one of those guys. <laughs> I am not a morning person. I will run in <laughs> I'll run in the morning as long as I don't have uh, a bunch of meetings, but uh, because I'm dealing with people uh, at my day you job. You have kids, right? I right. have kids. I have kids, but it's it's more that uh, my day job. Um, I'm working with people all over the world, so uh, I have to. A lot of times, okay. I get scheduled early morning meetings so I can deal with people like in India and stuff. And so I have to push. Oh, my... you're dealing with you're dealing with my cousins over there, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's some sharp dudes over there. Yeah, so. 
so I have to run like in the, in the afternoon, sometimes in the evening. It just varies. Just, I just try to, I make sure I get it in when I can get it in though, you know? Exactly. You know, life is fluid and you can't always, but the, the, what I do say is that if you can't exercise in the morning, I definitely recommend people have a midday meditation uh, because anyone could, you could do a lot in a five minute meditation. But for me, it just the molecules here 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 it comes from the conversation.com it says the molecule molecules that work to maintain balance in the brain body are called homeostasis so it helps your body reach this level of homo, homeostasis which, which is when the cells go to repair but more on it later on and i don't I, I'm, I'm not an expert on it i'm not a, i'm not a doctor yet <laughs> um but uh but cool man i just wanted to touch base on on the importance of those endocannabinoids and exercise and, and having that mission and purpose. And uh, yeah, go AC, team AC Slater, <laughs> making, <laughs> bringing that back to, to say, by the uh, way, on say by the bell, which was your favorite girl? Oh, I, I always liked Kelly Kapowski. Tiffany Amber Thielen. Thiessen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tiffany Amber Thielen. Okay. Long beach. She's a long beach girl. Yeah. Long beach in the house. At least. Jesse was okay there, too. Yeah, she was absolutely uh, beautiful. But, but I, please stand by. We are having technical difficulties. Please be there. Yeah, you're you're breaking you up for there. a second. Yeah. So yeah, heads up. I'm in Mexico and I don't have fiber optic internet. Oh okay. <laughs> there's literally an F. There's literally an FM tower on the top of my building. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about uh, Tiffany Amber Theason, And I said, I also, mm -hmm. I also used to like Jesse, but I always kind of thought she was a little tall, you know, and I don't, I don't like tall. Chairs, so. <laughs> Why is that? I just, I just don't, I'm not that tall myself. I'm, uh, I'm only like five, nine, five, 10 on a tall day, you know, <laughs> I'm five, I'm, I'm five, nine on a tall day, man. I, I'm in five, I'm five, 10 with cowboy boots. But, uh, but Hey, I, I'll take long legs any day. What do you, so yeah. So you're, you're about, you're about five, eight. Uh, what do you say to guys oh, yeah. who, who, who sit there and say, Oh, I, I have no chance with women because women only like guys that are six feet tall and stuff like that. <laughs> Send them my way. <laughs> Let me know their profile. Let me know their names. Cause here's the thing, man. I'm a big believer in Dr. Wayne Dyer and you're going to receive how you believe. Corey Wing talks about this. Tony Robbins talks about this. Your inner core beliefs are going to come out in your micro expressions, the things that you say. Because like when you believe that, when you're around other people, you might make short, self-deprecating jokes. But then they really, they realize it's an insecurity. Mm. You don't. Um, so nowadays, I like to make jokes about how short I am. You know, there's a girl, there's a girl that I date and she's 5'9", she's 5'10" incredible body and we watched game of thrones together over the course of a few months and i used to call her a giant a wildling because she has beautiful wild hair yeah and she's taller than me i called her a wildling i called <laughs> her my giant and she, and she would call me her she would call me her dwarf you know little lannister she would call me her little midget <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like you don't complain you don't complain with with my midget tongue you know i would just make fun of myself and just own it it was kind of a, it was, this is what I would say. If you want to improve, because I cannot help you, Paul cannot help you if you don't want to improve. If you want to stay with short chicks shorter than you, that's fine. 
By the way, I think the science shows that like 97 to 99% of women worldwide end up with men taller than, than them. Yeah. So the scientific data is there. Yes, women want a man to be taller. That is scientifically and socially true. I think I got this from a sociology book too. But it's just it's just taller though. It like it doesn't he doesn't have to be six feet tall. She just wants a guy taller than them. And there's plenty of chicks and, that are like five feet tall, you know? Well, exactly, exactly. And and so I'm happy you asked me that because there was I think I mentioned that in the WhatsApp group. Um that we used to be part of rest in peace or warrior squad. Oh yeah. Oh, but did you... I actually was never a part of Benny's WhatsApp group. I never, I never got on that. What? Yeah. I never got in that group. I just, I, I never had WhatsApp until uh, I started chatting with Luke and Luke and I use WhatsApp, but uh, I never got in Benny's group, but yeah, he recently closed it. He it's uh, his ghostbusters group. Now is uh, you have to pay to get in. Yeah, and, and that's an incredible business model for Benny. So so much he he's provided value for years. So really happy for him. And he did he did a really noble thing by letting Robert take over and create another group for free. So I thought that was really uh, really commendable. Um, but coming back to the tall thing, all right, no filter because you guys deserve no filter. I challenge myself. I've dated I can't say their names, but I've dated Hollywood actresses. Related to superstars, so that's why I don't want to say any names. Sure. Related to superstars, red carpet women, um, taller than me, and and I just I used to think about how can I psych myself out, how can I psych them out, and you know, I I, I would just take it as a challenge, a personal challenge. Um, I would know that I pro I probably have a Napoleon complex. You know, some of the most uh, some of the most Accomplished men in the world have a Napoleon complex, i.e., Maverick Pete Mitchell. You know Tom Cruise. He's not a tall guy. But look oh, he's five seven. Yeah, he, he's barely five seven. Mm -hmm. um, look at the things he's accomplished with his life, right? So uh, when girls joke around with me or at the right time at the right place, I'll say it's not the size of the man in the torso. It's the size of the man in the torso. You know, I'll joke around <laughs> about it. It's not your fucking torso. It's the man in the torso. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'll literally, I know Corey Wayne says, don't talk methodology. I think that's stupid. I talk methodology all the time and it's gotten me laid and it's gotten me in bed. I'll just literally say, I'll say, honey, bullshit. You don't really care how tall a man is. If he has a working, can I, can I say a better word here? Oh yeah. If he has a working cock and he doesn't ejaculate in a minute, you know, he's not a one minute guy. He knows how to use his tongue. You're here for my energy, my presence, my focus, and my attention. Mm -hmm. you want me to be calm centered you want me to be a pillar of strength and literally like mouths will drop eyes open you've probably done this Paul. i've heard some of your success stories and updates they, they i actually i actually try not to uh talk about fight club to chicks actually i can't help it with nurse chick i mean she when we first started dating she found my tiktoks internet stalked me she listens to the podcast now. Like I, I can't, there you go. I can't yeah. hide so, any so of even though you, her, Right. But. So you still do it. So, so even though you're not, you don't talk about Fight Club. So like the thing is with the internet, yeah. with, with technology, um, you know, people are just smarter. You can't bullshit anyone anymore. Right. You know, and so I, I rather just use, why not use, why not? I know that in the men's realm, we think women have an emotional operating system. 
It's true, but it's not just an emotional oper operating system. Like there's logic behind there. Like, especially if you've dated girls that are more left brain, like accountants, mm -hmm. right? They're going to have a different type of operating system than someone who is working as a hairstylist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think that's ever been a dispute. I mean, it's, it's like men too. We, we think rationally first, but we also think emotionally too. A lot of guys are, we a, do. A, a lot of guys are a little too in their emotions and, and vice versa. You know, they're like you said, there's nerdy chicks it's that true. <laughs> are a little too analytical. So yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah, exactly. So, I mean, obviously you're not going to, you're not going to do a lot. Of, you don't want to do a lot of methodology because like no one wants to know how the magic trick happens they just want to know that you know magic or no the girl doesn't want to know how you know how to dance salsa and bachata just that you took lessons great now surprise me on the dance floor right it ruins the magic so yeah. yes I, I agree it, it's a careful line but sometimes i've gotten ahead sometimes i've gotten you know i've gotten to the goal and i have to admit I, i'll use it as reverse psychology but i'm only using it as reverse psychology because there's a tense situation there is tension, mm -hmm. right? And so I'll use, I'll, I'm, I'm going to use emotional logic, whatever I can, so that we can feel bonded and connect, especially if we're having an intimate date or something scheduled, you know, and, and I'll even, but I'll call, I'll use that logic to call myself out too, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll really use that logic to call myself out too, um, because I be like, believe that calling yourself out is, is something that women find very attractive. You call yourself out and say, I got to be better. Uh -huh. um, you know, you deserve better that you put more in and, you know, just there, there's some benefits to that, but I, but I do talk about a little bit about methodology. Um, it just depends on the girl. Now, apparently like with you and nurse chick, like you said, like you guys have been together for a while and mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are exclusive or you're polyamorous or whatnot. We're exclusive. You're, seeing other, yeah. you're exclusive. Okay, great, man. So, you know, what, what, you're going to share, you're passionate about this. You're not gonna be able to hide this from her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think if you've done 15 to 20 reads and you've dated 150 to 300, I mean, it's up to you. At, at some point, it's a laboratory, right? Mm -hmm. You get to experiment the way the way that you want. So, yeah, yeah that's all I that's all I can say about that. But we were talking about about uh, what were we going with this? <laughs> Where were we going with that? We <laughs> we we were talking about Saved by the Bell. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I was I feel like I was word vomiting there. Sorry to your audience. No, that's okay. It actually went out. You might want to edit. You want to edit a bunch of that out. No, no, it's <laughs> put a, it's put a marker. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, let me ask you. Let's let, let's change gears though. So last time we talked, you were living in Texas. Your Instagram says you're in Irvine, but now you like you're filming this from Mexico. And you're all over the place, dude. What's did you move or? or... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a resident of the state of California. Okay. And and during COVID, I went back to Texas to help out my parents with the family business. Also, my my parents are plus seventy five. Okay. So as we know, whether you believe COVID existed or not, it was affecting the elderly, right? It, it was no joke for the elderly and and the obese. So uh, my mom was obese, is obese and she has breathing issues. So I was in my head. I just said, you know what? There's a 50, 50 chance. And, uh, you know, and also people that are obese, they don't have the, the longevity as other people. So I thought, let me go spend some time. California is not going anywhere, but I'm officially the state of California, which I should probably change because 
the tax benefit tax implications are much better in Texas than they are in California with anyways, not getting into that. But so I, <laughs> I spend my time um, in Texas and in Mexico and I visit California once a year for a surf trip. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, man, if you're in Irvine, um, I make it out to San Diego uh, periodically. Like we should go hang out, but. Uh, oh, dude, that's one of my favorite places. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I saw you had a video on, on your Instagram of you were at, down in La Jolla, um, down at the, at, at the cave there. Uh, at the caves. Yeah. Have you, have you kayaked those caves? Yeah. My, uh, the, 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 uh, company, my day job, the company I work for, uh, the office used to be right there in, in La Jolla. And I used to walk down there, um, for lunch breaks and stuff. Oh, dude, that's heaven. That is heaven on earth. Yeah. Can can you edit edit that out? I don't want too many people to go to La Jolla because then it's gonna be super packed. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's always super packed anyway. You know what the problem is with La Jolla though? Um, not to like we're gonna go off on on a tangent here, but I don't know oh, if go ahead. I, I don't know if it's a, a ch- it's been changed. But when I worked there, so this was like nine years ago, ten years ago. Now at this point. Uh, they the the environmentalists wouldn't let the the city uh power wash the rocks and stuff all around like the 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 cave there and the beach and something oh, like that so there was stinks like seal shit yeah there's there's seal shit there's there's seagull shit everywhere and they're like oh you can't power wash this because you're gonna wash it in the ocean it's like where do you think the animals are shitting right now <laughs> you geniuses uh anyway uh it, it was it's got it's, it's got a it, it reeks. It does reek. The cave systems do reek there. The, the wild animals there. But yeah, you're right. That, that whole area is a little preserved. There is tiger. It's a tiger shark nursery, actually. Oh, is there? Okay. It's, it's known. Yeah, it's known for where tiger shark. Yeah, the, the whole La Jolla to the caves to where people go surfing. It's a big nursery. We did a couple yoga retreats out there. Um, and just it's one of the most beautiful places. I think it's like one of the closest things to Hawaii. <laughs> literally and yeah. beautifully it's one of the closest things to hawaii um that i can only imagine but yeah no i'm glad i'm glad if you're in california maybe we can make that work is that i try to go every summer i'll probably be, be there august september okay don't think i'm going to make it out this year hopefully actually try not try not to make it out but every once in a while they make me go um so you were supposed to go to benny's retreat last year in the summertime uh and I was really looking forward to meeting you in person, but like what happened with that? It was like travel delays or. Right. So went to the first retreat and uh, was going to go to the second retreat. And it was hundred. This was the time when thousands of flights were being canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a shortage, a labor shortage with the airline industry. Mm-hmm. And I told, I told Benny that I've had some terrible experiences with LAX. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta, where you can go and just, I'm hearing people lay over for 18 hours. And at that point, I just said, but you know, it's, if it's, it's kind of like dating, dude. If it's not, if it's not easy and forthcoming and it requires a big extra effort, do, you, do we really have fun on the date? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do we really, you know, so I was just like, this could turn into a huge nightmare. And I'll just see the guys in six months to a year when we do another one. Yeah. So I originally talked to, I got to call Benny about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I was going to lead, me and Benny together, we're going to lead a haka circle where we teach you guys like five basic moves from the Maori um, 
Maori traditions. Yeah, um, we did. We did. We ended up not doing a haka. They did. They did do a yoga though. Benny's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Benny's wife led, led a, a, a yoga session. With oh, us. is it Sabrina awesome? Oh, she is. Yeah. Yeah, Sabrina's yeah. awesome. But but yeah, we didn't we we didn't do the haka though. Yeah. No 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 no. Benny Benny and I we we never practiced. Uh, And then I gave the the I remember giving the idea to Benny for the ice tubs, and I saw you guys do that. So I was we did do that. Really really excited about that. Yeah, he he probably may have thought of that before I even gave him the idea. But yeah, that's something that's really common. You might see like on Wim Hof or other men's retreats and men's circles, Um, because it really you really have to face the fire of your own mental health right just yeah. do it you have you're gonna feel like crap you're, it's not going to be comfortable and um so i'm really I, I was really excited when i saw you guys do that you guys did some cool shit with katanas huh chopping up some watermelons yeah we chopped up watermelons we did uh some brazilian jiu-jitsu we did some crossfit um man that crossfit kicked my ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. All that stuff was good. Benny rented a pontoon boat. We went out on uh, Lake Lanier and uh, he gave us a lecture on uh date, like getting ready for the date and stuff, you know, getting yourself psyched up for the date. Uh, we had a lecture on dating apps and, and how women view dating apps. So that like, whenever I do videos, I talk about how women are seeing messages in preview mode. I got that from Benny's retreat. You know, that was something. What does that, that mean? Me- messages in preview mode. So when a girl sends, or oh, sorry, when a guy sends an opener on a dating app, right? It, women typically have hundreds of matches compared to like guys might have a dozen matches, right? If they're lucky. Right. And so guys send their openers. Uh, women are looking for ways to filter men out as opposed to trying to find a match for the most part. So they will go to their message preview and you'll see like, all your messages in your inbox, kind of like uh, like your you open up your email and you can see all mm-hmm. the yeah you can see all the uh, the subject lines. Well, they just sort of go through, and if anything catches their eye, then they're like, "Oh, that one looks interesting. Let me see his pictures." And then they decide if they want to engage with you or not. Right. So you have to sort of capture their attention in the first seven characters or the uh, first seven words. Right, right, is, right, right. Is really what we got out of that. But the funny thing is, though, I think Benny in that lecture was trying to tell us why dating apps suck and why you should use social media instead. But what we all got out of it was, oh, we just have to we have to be clever in those first <laughs> those first few words. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> well, Benny's had a lot of success on on social media uh, apps and whatnot, but um, it's pretty amazing. I, I think I I caught that live. I think you guys, he had posted that Zoom live. And so I saw you guys and Sabrina was part of it too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah they- it's, it's really, it's, I call that going into the lab and it's just really amazing to see it from the other perspective. Right? Yeah. Really, really incredible to see it from their perspective because you learn so much because you gain empathy. Empathy mm-hmm. is removing what you want and putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm a big believer. Like it, you know, I, you might have always seen me. One, one thing I like to post, and whether it's on the Facebook group or the WhatsApp, is forget about 3%, forget about red pill, blue pill, white pill, purple. Be a fucking great person. Mm-hmm. Be an incredible man, right? Are you going to be the type of man that when you die, people are standing at the back of the room, right? There was this story. Let me tell you a true story. 
I had just gotten started out of college in the insurance industry. I was attracted to it because of residual income. You work one day, you sell an insurance policy, you get paid for the life of the policy. Smart, right? Passive income. So I go talk to many business owners, many, many business owners that knew my father because my dad was also a business owner, part of the Chamber of Commerce, part of multiple different organizations, Rotary Clubs and whatnot. And I talked to one business owner that didn't always have the best reputation, known for being very conservative, very opinionated guy. <laughs> I think when Obama won presidency, he, he, he paid thousands of dollars to have a full page advertisement talking about Obama. <laughs> but anyways, this guy had some of the biggest uh, accounts in the insurance industry, business to business. So we're talking a big chunk of change here and, and potentially hundreds, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in insurance commissions. And I guess he noticed that I was nervous. It took me months to get to sit down with, with him. He walks in the door and we're talking. And I don't know if he noticed I was nervous or not, or whatnot. But he slams his fist on my on on his freaking conference table and he says, "Look, son, your father opened that door for you. Mm-hmm. It's your job. It's your job to keep it open." And oh, no pressure. No the, pressure, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the, the, exactly. But the moral of the story was, I let me add to this. He said. You got to understand one thing about your dad. At that point, the conversation to my dad, and I said, yes, sir, I only want to be able to be respectful and build a long-lasting business relationship built on respect and trust. We went on further. I said, you have to understand. I said to him, like, something like this, you know, you got to see a side of my dad I never did because my mom said that my dad was always willing to help every other family except for ours, that he was always too busy for our family, but he was always going and running to help people. He says, your mom sees it from a different perspective. Let me tell you what I saw. Your dad, since he came to Laredo, Texas, he planted seeds mm-hmm. by helping people. He planted seeds. And now you get the, the fruit of those seeds and those pots. Now you have the opportunity. He says, so maybe your mom doesn't see it that perspective. And I was like, holy shit. And my dad was addicted, is addicted to helping people, addicted to making people feel good, uh, addicted just to, to, to be a resource. And I've been blessed to have that opportunity to see the amount of influence that builds. Us as men, we never have control. Yeah. We never have control. You have influence. Yeah, the only thing you have control over is your emotions. That's one thing I was going to bring up because uh, we talked about this a little bit in the, the last time you were on and you were talking about like how to win friends and influence people and how we only have influence. We don't have uh, power. We don't have real power and stuff. And so I wanted to ask you, uh, have you read the 48 laws of power? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> I have not. I have not. Oh, you should read that because that? okay. So, so I read that, I read that this year and what came to my mind after I was done reading that is is Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people because mm-hmm. the 48 laws of power. A lot of people, uh, they don't like it. They think it's a, it's a, you know, book on manipulation and stuff like, and it sort of is right. It's sort of like the narcissist handbook. Um, <laughs> and, but if you, if you read it, it's like, it's almost like the Sith, right? It's like the dark side of the force when it comes to getting what you want in life. Whereas Dale Carnegie's is like the Jedi way. It's like, the, yes, dude, 
you know, it's because because yeah, so true, and it's so it's really important that the younger guys, the younger generation, understand this, because with power and manipulation, you can get what you want mm-hmm. temporarily, but there'll always be buyer's remorse. And do you want the girl based on manipulation? Do you want that partner based on manipulation or built on a strong foundation? Because when you go to sleep at night, as a man, you have to have a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. It's the only way you're going to rest. Your confidence comes from a clear conscience. Your confidence comes from knowing that you don't have to lie to anyone. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to manipulate. You know, I, I was in insurance and, and one of the toughest conversations that someone had with me, and it was true. I mean, I almost started to cry, but the person said, I've been in the business for like six, six seven years and I wasn't doing well. I wasn't happy anymore in the business. Because it was just too much time doing corporate stuff and not doing my stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, there was some politics going on in the promotion, on the big promotion. And I was basically going to go from like earning eighty dollars to $120,000 a year to earning like $300,000 a year with another promotion. And I ruined it by, by being too vocal and too bold and not understanding. And one guy who had been in the business for 30, 40 years, he was like, look, I'll tell you the truth. And no one wants to tell you. Every time you're pointing the finger at other people, you got three fingers pointing back at you. Mm-hmm. You're not making yourself look good. It's happening the opposite way. And I want to use that to segue, uh, touch base on Carnegie, and then segue how I feel like this can be of utmost value. It's something I'm passionate about. And I see it happen. I see too many of our 3% brothers, our progressing men, make the mistake of way too many times. The story in Dale Carnegie that has stuck with me is the story of Abraham Lincoln. Now, Abraham Lincoln, uh, in a nutshell, was a failure for most of his life. He had failed and failed public failure left and right. He was just not a successful person. Until I think he realized that it takes people to be successful. It takes strong social relationships. You have to have social skills, people skills. And so in one letter to himself or in his diary, he says, I'm never going to speak in an absolute. Do you remember that part in Dark Carnegie? Yeah. Never speak in absolutes, right? Um, I think I don't, no names need to be mentioned, but I've had a lot of success on Bumble. Mm-hmm. And someone that's really successful that does a lot of work on the WhatsApp group said, Bumble's a piece of shit. It sucks, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Only for a, a day or two later, say, I spoke too soon about it. Mm. So the point I'm trying to get to is you never want to speak in absolutes. And, and I think men do that because it, when you're young, you think it makes you look cool. Mm-hmm. Having a, str- a strong opinion, but could be at the expense of others, or it, it makes you feel better than others. Like it makes you feel cool when you're young and you don't know any better, but you can literally say the same thing without using those words. words. So I've learned in sociology classes that, Sociology, in sociology, we, we have set norms and expected responses. And so sometimes we want to break away from those responses. So we just say, oh, Bumble's full of shit. You know, the girls contact you first. It's all that women's empowerment app. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. But the other perspective is like, you mean a woman swipes on me and she has to contact me within 24 hours? It's the equivalent of a woman sending you a drink. Because mm-hmm. it goes against their very nature to reach out to you first. Mm-hmm. So you have a highly filtered, motivated, highly energized 
person who wants to contact you. Yeah. And so I use that to my benefit. And the, the thing that I wanted to conclude this with is that, you know, I, I was once very opinionated and once very, very quick to give my opinion because I thought, oh, I'm going to look smart and, and cool and having that critique sense of, of uh, perspective. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. But in most cases, unless you do it very delicately, you come off looking in negative. And um, what was it? Someone the other day on one of the WhatsApp groups started talking um, smack about obese girls and, you know, people on Tinder and stuff like that, just, just fat girls and stuff like that. And well, as you know, I used to be 315 pounds and, and I get it. You know, there, we're seeing, you know, the population in the United States where there's nearly 73% of the U S population that's, a, that's overweight, obese, mm-hmm. but dude, everyone wants love. Number one, everyone wants love because you're fat and obese doesn't mean you don't deserve love. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfectly fine to be fat and obese. What's not okay is not to do anything about it. Yeah. Right. But when someone goes out there and judges someone who's fat and obese, um, I literally told the guy like, Hey man, we're here to be better. Mm-hmm. We're here to be better than t- if your Tinder or Bumble or Facebook is just pulling up fat girls. Fine. Then go meet girls in the gym. Go join. Uh, I know uh, Luke uh, spends money on uh, what's that really high end dating app. Really? Oh, uh, uh, elite singles or something like that. Elite singles, right? Like you have every right to do that. That's mm-hmm. why high-end nightclubs have high-end entrance fees to filter, mm-hmm. right? So, so I, I just think I want to hit one thing, and that's to the younger guys, that when you learn this material and you learn the, the psychology of seduction, attraction, and relationships, Corey Wayne says this really well, and I'm sure people, other people say it better. It's just that anything that you say, any kind of judgment, any kind of opinion, where other people get hurt. So always ask yourself, can I make a joke? Can I say something? Um, can I talk about my point of view? And is it at the expense of someone else? Once you learn how to avoid the expense of other people, then you could be a cocky, confident motherfucker that people laugh with, genuinely <laughs> laugh with. And until you learn to laugh at yourself and laugh at life without the expense of anyone, you'll never have that James Bond sense of humor, sense of cockiness. Cause it just comes from making fun of yourself. It comes from making fun of life, but at, at the expense of nobody. Mm-hmm. The other day, a girl told me she, we were, she was here and she just told me, Oh, you're so cocky. And I said, no, I'm not. Cocky implies that I'm doing it at the expense of someone. I'm just having fun with life. Mm-hmm. Life can be pretty life can be pretty intense and hardcore. What's wrong with making fun of me and making fun of life? She's like, you're right. Yeah. It's also so, about like not so taking I, yourself or or anything too seriously, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I and I've seen that you've really matured and gotten that really well. And you really get that from a lot of exposure with women, right? You've spent hours and hours hiking and exercising and hanging out with nurse chicks. And look at you. I see you much more resolute. I see you. you you're owning your stillness. Where mm-hmm. a lot of young guys, you know, they're just they're so fidgety. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that comes from the vrittis of the mind from yoga. You know, it comes from the, the monkey mind. There's just yeah. thoughts here, thoughts there. Whereas women just die for us to be still. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it too, I've been real fortunate with this podcast to pick the brains of some of the 
biggest names sure. in the in the industry. And I've just I've learned so much just having the podcast and being able to talk to some of these people, you know, uh, learned like what being centered really is. Cause you know, Corey talks about, oh, you gotta be centered. You got, you know, all the time in the book, but he the book he doesn't say how it doesn't yeah. really explain what that really means and stuff. And no, but once you figure it out and you're like, oh, okay, that's what he means by by being a rock, being centered, not letting things get to you and stuff like that. I mean, he, he sort of says it, but it's, it's almost like it, it goes by so fast. He doesn't really describe it in detail. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't really describe it, but like, for example, to, to your point, and we were talking about you running, it's like yesterday I had like eight, nine back exercises with a little bit of biceps and shoulders. Mm. I think someone was calling me. But I had like nine, 10 back exercises. And halfway through those back exercises, my trainer's talking to me. And I'm just like, I'm so overwhelmed with the amount of energy and exertion required to do a lat pull down, right? Mm -hmm. To do those four by 10, then go to narrow rows, then to go to barbell rows, then go to hammer rows. I'm so drained of not taking a break for 35 minutes straight, other than, you know, 20, 30 second breaks. You're keeping your heart rate up pretty high as if you were running at a steady pace. Like your circuit training. I'm circuit training. It's what we call superset or triset or mega set. You put four exercises back to back to back. Yeah. Then you take a break. Then you go back to four exercises. But I'm so drained that my trainer's trying to talk to me. And I look at my trainer and I'm just like, (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing here yeah there's nothing i did read the the carl ripkin jr book you know carl ripkin jr one of the best baseball players of all time mm-hmm. um his dad was a badass his dad taught him a lot i think he used to wake one of those dads he used to wake him at wake him up at 5 30 a.m every saturday to go cut the lawn you know mm-hmm. just to do work um and that's because he recognized that that Carl, uh, Carl Ripken Jr., he was a deviant and he had a lot of, he had a lot of bad behaviors as a teenager, but Carl Ripken Jr.'s father, senior, realized that he just needed to channel the energy, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's martial arts or jujitsu for like Benny, yeah, weightlifting and hitting the gym for me or running for Paul, surfing for Luke, mm-hmm. we need to channel our excess energy. You know, we're emotional beings too. And but we have to channel it. We have to focus it. We have to find somewhere where we can be an archer and, and complete single task focus, put it out there. Um, we have to I remember learn, surfing. I'd say we also have to learn how to control our emotions more too. Sure. Sure. But, but see, everyone just says control, Paul. And, and younger guys listening to this between 18 and 28, everyone's going to tell them you got to control your emotions. You got to control your emotions. It's not the first step. The first step is channel your emotions. Mm. So what does that mean by channel those emotions? If you're angry and you're upset, that's what I like about professors saying, you're angry, upset, um, or you're thinking about contacting an ex when she had she wants nothing to do with you, go run mm. 50 push-ups. Go grab bands and start doing bicep curls. Go channel that energy that's going to help you progress towards your grand mission, vision, and goals. When you, when you channel that energy, uh, do you run uh, 5Ks, 10Ks, halves, fulls? 
I'm running 10Ks right now because I'm getting ready for a, a Tough Mudder. By the time this drops, I will have already done Tough Mudder, but Tough Mudder is a, a 10K obstacle race. Spartan race type thing? Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you co to commit to one thing. We're in 2022. By, the, by December 31st of 2023, Paul and Jahan have to do a Spartan race. I don't even know if I'm going to like doing this. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to look you know how many chicks do Spartan races. Uh, so I, I, uh, I did a marathon last year. I did a half marathon last year. I did some ultra, uh, mountain races and stuff. And, uh, so this year I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do an obstacle race. And so my hardest part is, I don't know if you can see this, my hands are all fucked up here from doing like monkey bars and monkey rings because I haven't uh, done mine don't look mine don't mine don't look as beautiful as you but these are the gym marks <laughs> yeah yours look sick well my 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 skin uh two weeks ago completely ripped off because I was doing monkey bars and it was I made a tiktok with it but yeah I, like so I'm not See, sure if Paul, I, Paul, I like this shit <laughs> put that put that shit up Paul that's your fucking wings right there, bro. You fucking <laughs> earn that shit. You fucking earn that shit. That's right. I've had like maybe five, 10 girls in my life feel my hands. Yeah. And they're like, your, your hands are softer than mine. Uh, that's in an the insult. past. Yeah. It is. A, thank you. It's an insult. So now when they feel these, do, in my head, I look at them as like my fucking wings as a fucking kernel. Now I want them to play with that rough skin. Yeah, because now that rough fucking skin matches my gray fucking beard. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, I earned it this comes, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like refinement. You know, it's yeah. fucking refinement. And um, that's another thing I want to segue to if it's cool with you. Is channeling channeling your energy is huge. Remember, AC Slater was always doing curls, always working on the car, and always fucking winning football games. He never chased after the girls. It was always Zach scheming how he's yeah. going to get the girl back, how he's going to get her attention, right? Uh, but something Zach also did well was he was also a good giver. Like at the end of the day, he would give. He would sacrifice a lot for everyone to be together. Um, but AC would just embodied coolness. AC embodied what a fucking guy should be that's passionate about living in life. So what I like to say is channel your energy um, and have a vision and a mission that you want to work to. I want to have a Bollywood type body. I want to have a fucking superhero type body, right? I never thought it was really possible in my body. I never thought I can have 17 inch biceps, right? Um, mm -hmm. But working at it consistently um, helps me. And I realize, well, why do I want this? It's not just hotter girls. It's not just, having a girl with a beautiful body, which I believe is just going to be not, not if, but when, like attracts like. But I also am passionate about, about uh, free diving. I'm passionate about mountain climbing. I'm passionate about rock climbing, yoga, swimming. So having, being in the gym, I'm also thinking about those things. But when I talk about channeling, Paul, it's not, for my crazy-ass mind, it's not just regular channeling, man. It's not like, like you can ask Benny about channeling. He, he would say how much jujitsu is helpful for you. But like for me, 
lifting weights has become very scientific. Oh yeah. Like, this is this is a splits chart, right? So for example, yesterday was chest pulls, rear laterals, pull down. It's really just a warm-up. But week one, I have the weight, week two, I have the weight, week three, the weight, week four, and I have that shit color coded. Mm-hmm. And I force my, you know, there's this thing in science and education, they say that when you learn something new, you want to hit it twice within 12 hours, right? So if you learn something at school, right? For example, if you were taught a new formula in geometry, or if you were taught um, something in psychology, you want to scan it one more time before the day ends so that it gets plugged into your subconscious mind so that literally it's imprinting when you're sleeping. So your background CPU memorizes it and files it and stores it away. What I like to do, for example, today's Wednesday, tomorrow's going to be Thursday, as a mantra to myself and to channel my mind and to not be perturbed easily with the world and to be centered as I'll look at my Thursday workout, I have band face pull and band row as the starter, barbell rows and you, you pull downs. I'll literally, I don't know why it's not here, but I'll grab a sheet of paper and I'll just have those three exercises listed, just three of them. Mm-hmm. And after six o'clock, maybe 12, 15 hours before I work out, guess what I'm saying to myself? Barbell rows, you pull downs, barbell rows, you pull downs, or in mm-hmm. your case, 10 fucking K at 10 AM, 10 fucking K at 10 AM. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's just, I'm just, I'm visualizing myself do it. And the only thing I'd have to the advice that I'd get here for, for you is this was a beautiful story I saw on the Instagram uh, little video was that we take two men. Let me, let me pose in a question. Paul, if you were in the middle of the Saharan desert, mm fucking stuck the world has gone to shit we're an apocalyptic world and your ass has to walk from morocco due east to cairo you have to cross the biggest desert known on the planet mm-hmm. would you rather go with someone who's a superstar athlete or would you rather go with someone that walks every single day 20 miles a day as part of their daily routine Probably the 20 mile a day guy. Right. Because they have a process, they have a routine and that person has fallen in love with the process. Mm-hmm. So I've literally been in bed and I'm like, God, it's seven 30. It's eight 30. I, be- I had a date last night. I fucking drank. I ate quesadillas. I can barely breathe. And I just say to myself, I just tell myself face the routine. Just, just start the routine. Just start the coffee, start the coffee. Just, just be a man of process. Focus on the process. Forget about, forget about anything else. Kind of like just wake up, running shorts, tennis shoes, running shorts, tennis shoes, running shorts, tennis shoes. Get the fuck out the door. Because those first three to five minutes mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. Those first three to five minutes suck. But once you do that, and I think Chris Hemsworth, uh, the Thor guy, mentioned this. You have to give a little bit of energy to get back energy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing about exercising and movement. By putting in a little bit, you're going to always get back more. Because the body, the amino acids pick up, your uh, your cortisol spikes up. So you're ready to start moving. And so I would just tell the guys, channel the energy with the routine. Because without a routine, you will fail. You'll fail over and over and over again. Because human beings, we're fantastic at two things, Paul. Do you know what intelligence is? It's pattern recognition. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Can you recognize the pattern? 
But you know one thing that human beings are also really good at too? Procrastinating? False. Oh. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, we're really good at that. Yeah. We're also really good at false pattern recognition. Mm. False. And so that's why it's so hard to see your own bullshit because you're in the frame. How can you see? Kind of hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. That's why having a coach is so important. So important. I know how to do all these exercises on my own. I could do all. I'd rather do it with a coach. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be 25 to 40% more efficient, build lean more muscle mass, lower my fat, hit my goals even closer with the coach because their focus and attention is just on me. And so I tell the brothers out there, everyone says you got to control your emotions and you got to stay centered and stuff like that. Uh, you got to fucking work your ass off at something you love doing, whether it's running, jujitsu, or hitting the gym. Yeah. Excellent, man. This is, you know, it's funny, uh, this conversation and the last one we did, I basically didn't get any of the questions I wrote down (laughs) because the conversation just flew, like it just flowed naturally, you know? And I think that's great, (laughs) but, uh, we're, we're at an hour. You're 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 a great listener. I, I try to be. Yeah. Did you want to, did you want to shoot one or I know you prepared questions, so I feel Nah, Terrible it's okay. No, this that. was actually. One thing I can do. I, I think I think the the where this conversation went is it would have given more. It gave more value to the audience than the questions I actually had written down. So this was a very great conversation. So okay. no, we're we're good. A lot of time, and this happens a lot too. Um, I'll write questions down, and you know, the my guests okay. will will go off on a tangent, and it's it's perfect. It actually works out better. I I, had, I wrote down. Th- three pages worth of questions for rich cooper we literally hit every single question just because he was so short and concise with his with his answers so this is perfect this is actually really perfect yeah yeah so, that that's that's not that that's definitely not me yeah <laughs> that's that's definitely not me there's one other thing that came up that i guess i guess i really if we have some more time i'd like yeah we to got a few on. minutes yeah okay you mentioned, you know, us men have to control our emotions and, and whatnot. I'm a big believer in Buddhism. Mm. And believe it or not, I use Buddhism in dating because it's, it's all about going into your own mind. And the Buddha himself says, we never change who we are. You'll never change who you re- You just gain a level of awareness. You just rise above who you used to be. You see yourself and you say, I love you, but I've moved past that stage of my life. And so, you know, a lot of guys will talk about not being an emotional man and controlling your emotions. Paul, I might be the only one on your show to say this. I have no control of my emotions. Sometimes I could be a fucking bitch around women. Mm. If they're late, if they show up with no wine, I can get perturbed, angry, bitchy, bratty. I've been entitled. But what I will do is say, you know what? Hey, I'm a little bit angry right now, and I don't want to say something I regret. I'm going to go for a walk and cool down. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I have a storm brewing in my head, and I just need to be alone. I'm going to go get some shit done in the other room. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go into my wood shop. I'm going to go take care of my thoughts. I'm going to go meditate. Oh, can you please excuse me for a little bit? Mm-hmm. I believe that half the men in the men's group are never going to be calm, controlled, centered men. It's bullshit. It's a fucking myth, dude. It's a mm. fucking myth. 
Yeah. Because champ champions, champions of their crafts with cameras on them are not calm-centered, resolute men. Let me give you a case in point. Tom Brady, best football player to, to play the game, that position of the game, he's not calm and resolute. How many Microsoft Surface tablets have we seen him broke? How many times has he thrown his helmet? Yeah. Right? That's passion. He's just channeling his energy into something at no cost to anyone else other than children watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at coach Greg Popovich, one of the best basketball coaches. He, he took a small team like the San Antonio Spurs to win, to become a multiple dynasty. And now his protege, Steve Kerr, is winning multiple championships. Didn't have his emotions controlled. Phil Jackson did. Phil Jackson, but Phil Jackson also had Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, so the last thing I just want to hit on is not all the men here, you will fail. You will fail if you try to control your emotions. You will fail by trying to fight the perturbed centered man. Not all of us are. We have emotions. And these guys tend to be orators, speakers, artists, creators. You know, your day job, I think you're in uh, like, uh, you're in some kind of thing to do with computers, right? You have a left, left side brain, mathematical. So that keeps you channeled and focused. And you're, but other guys that are artists and creators and have this, you know, they're more on the left side, create art, artistic side. We're just not going to be that calm center guy. You just have to realize that. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with turning to someone and say, Hey, I just need a few minutes alone. Well, see, if you, just, I was going to say, if, if you can at least articulate that to someone and not just like lose all your shit at them, that that makes all the difference in the world. Like you can't, you can't turn off. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just learning how to step out of the room, learning how to just say, Hey, you just need to process things or literally just say, like my dad would tell me, son, tell tell the girl you got to go to the fucking bathroom. Never, never scream at the girl to her face, go to the bathroom and do it. Mm -hmm. And so that just means in psychology, removing yourself from the situation. Or literally, like I turn to, to people that I care for and, and, and women that I'm dating, I'm saying, I care for you. You're, you're deep in my heart. I don't want, let's not argue. Let's just take, let's just take, a, let's just enjoy quiet for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, and, and that has helped me a lot because I am not that calm centered man, especially not most of the day. I have chronophobia and I get anxiety, even though I do yoga and meditation, drink my fucking matcha and green tea. But now I'm just more aware of that. And with that came from years of therapy. I happen to have a wonderful therapist that I love to visit with. And if there's anyone else out there that could relate to any of the things that I've discussed and shared, one of the best things you can do in life is get therapy um, if other things haven't worked for you. I'm not saying it's the only way. I'm saying it's worked for Jahan. I've been doing therapy since I was a kid. I thought when I found out there were school counselors, I would always go spend time with them. I did so in college and now I do, I do so uh, today. And I just look at therapy as get better at life. Mm-hmm. You literally to go to a session and the whole one hour is just about you. You don't have to ask them about their day. You don't have to ask them about how their projects and about how their emotions are doing. It's one hour. So you can get better at what you want to get better at in life. Hey, can you help me process this situation? I don't know what to say. For example, one of my, my girlfriends, she completely stopped working out. Mm. She used to have these tight quads, beautiful hamstrings, and a little four-pack. She basically stopped working out for six months. I brought that shit up in therapy. 
because tolerance re- leads to resentment, like David Data says, right? Yeah. Tolerance leads to resentment. And I noticed that every time we get into an argument, I'd like want to call her lazy and fat, but I wasn't going to do it. But that volcano was rising. So I brought it up in therapy. Yeah. What did the, what did the therapist, week, I was going to say, what did the therapist say to do for a situation like that? Perfect. So the therapist said, well, all you can do is just offer to be there for the person. Say, hey, whenever you want to go for a walk, whenever you want to exercise, I'll go with you. You, you invited me to Pilates. Let's go to Pilates. And all you can do is just offer your help and assistance lightly and let them know it's completely in their hands. And so it, all I did was I, I told this girl, I said, hey, we're going to go to yoga on Monday. And she said, perfect. And then I said last night, yesterday afternoon, let's do yoga again Wednesday. And we picked it. We went for a two-hour class today right on the beach. And, dude, she was on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. literally her words were that's my type of yoga class i love that instructor it's the perfect class i felt so good in my body i loved it and she was all you know how they get high pitched and shit mm-hmm. i loved it you know yeah. you just know <laughs> that they're, they're, they're teeming with endocannabinoids and i was like hey you know what i'm fucking craving indian food are you down we went for indian food yeah. so that was the last thing i wanted to mention is is to your to the audience and everything don't be afraid to get therapy. It's fucking one hour of you getting better at life. Mm-hmm. It's the equivalent. It's the equivalent of you reading some of the best books out there, and and processing that, learning how to process your emotions and have a respectable response. Because even some of the champions in the world, they're not emotionally centered, and having that expectation that you always have to be emotionally centered doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, does not. That's why. That's why a lot of guys check out. A lot of guys don't talk, and women get frustrated um, because it's better he doesn't talk. Because if he talks, he's gonna fucking say shit. He's gonna regret. Because once you say it, once you put that nail in the in the in a picket fence, it's always gonna be scarred. Yeah, we have to be careful with what we say. So I just wanted to say that, Paul, and I want to thank you again for letting me get those last few nuggets out. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be on the show. I've. Dude, I'm a huge, huge fan of all the work that you've done and the amount of the amount of contribution that you put in to our Facebook group and to the guys here. You're fucking awesome, dude. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, yeah, this conversation's been really great. Where where can people find you online, Jahan? Yeah, people can find me on my Instagram. It's just yoga. The word yoga X L Y O G A X L. My other Instagram account is Ella Yoga E L L L E L L A Yoga or on my website, yogaxcel.net. We help people live healthier lives with yoga, science, and support. Our goal is to teach people mindful weight loss so they can feel healthy in their body and take control over their health. It's been a pleasure, Paul. Um, Love being on the show. Let me know how I can ever help out and contribute to uh, your audience, Ben. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, brother. Have a good day, okay? All right, brother. Jahan, thanks again for coming back, man. I really appreciate it. It's great talking to you as always. Uh, one thing I was thinking about while recording uh, the intro and the outro for this is uh, since we recorded our episode, you know, we had this the back and forth on the 3% Man page about getting advice about women from women. And I know like you're you're very adamant about it being okay to get advice about women from women. And uh, I think that's just something that we're going to agree to disagree on, man, until the end of time. It's just, to me, I found it just not be, 
it's it's just not a good idea to do that. But hey, man, I respect uh, I respect your beliefs there, and um, you know, good luck with that. <laughs> All right, man, I love you. I love you. All right, guys. Uh, again, just want to give a quick mention to the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Come On Man Pod. Please check it out. It's uh, there's a link in the description. Also, you can just browse to it, Patreon.com/slash Come On Man Pod. Uh, help support the show. Uh, there's five tiers available, so each tier gives you better benefits. Definitely check it out. It's not just uh, it's not just I benefit from it. I think the the best thing is probably the the tier three, which is uh, access to the Discord community, because that'll give you basically unfettered text access to me, and uh, as well as anybody else that's it that's in the the Discord group. So check it out patreon.com slash come on man pod other than that that's all i have for this week guys i hope you like this episode and we'll catch you next week on monday this has been the come on man podcast new full episodes served hot every monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice so subscribe now follow paul on social media the links are in the description now Go out and get it.